follow me on this journey, I want to uh, switch gears a little bit to just talk about a little bit of the psychology. Well, the psychology is the wrong word. What it means to be in your position as a Marine, as a commander, because you had to lead um, a company size element. We, sh- we can get in to break that down. We have a lot of listeners that may not know what that means, four platoons, if it, well, you know, what that means. But you, re- you recently uh, had a change of duty station when you took over uh, command of Echo Company, if I'm not mistaken. And you were talking about, you know, I didn't, you didn't even get an apartment. You slept in your, in your office on base. And you said, Mike, my, my closeness to my Marines produced many benefits, the most important of which was that I got to know the Marines that I would ultimately be putting my confidence in while they got to know the man they'd be entrusting their lives with as we fought in Ramadi. What does that mean to be a company commander? You have, I don't want to say a bunch of kids. I mean, age-wise, maybe a bunch of kids as you just compare it. But mm-hmm. what does that mean to, to, to command that and knowing you're going to go to war here shortly? It's an awesome responsibility, and it's one that I think most leaders in the military are extremely well-trained for, but uh, the, the word kids is interesting because it, it wasn't until I wrote this book and I went back through it and I kind of did the math and, oh. I, and, I, and I, I read the ages because I, I kind of give their ages kind of how I yeah. write my style. They're all and very it young. Was, 18, 19, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe uh, 22 years old. And it, there's an entire story about Sergeant Jonathan Espinoza in the book. And, he got uh, shot in the chest. He got shot in the chest during my deployment. And uh, it's an amazing story. It but is an amazing he story. Was in the, he was in the first battle of Mahdi in 04 at, at age you know, 19 and then comes back a couple of years later. And now he's this salty, seasoned sergeant. Sergeant <laughs> of Marines, right? You, you envision this guy. He's... You know, he's a sergeant in the Marine Corps. No, he's 22 years old. You think about the amount of experience that guy's digested in that amount of time. That's, and that's insane. I compare that to what I was tasking these young men to do to perform these superhuman acts day in and day out in the face of great danger, at the same time surrounded by complete uncertainty. And I never really realized that I didn't. I didn't see the 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 twenty two year old you know, Sergeant time? Johnson. All I saw was Sergeant Johnson. You're like, you will do this, uh. and it wasn't until you you gain that experience and age, and along with that comes a little wisdom that you really understand that you could use that word kids, but the Marine Corps and the military have such an amazing system of training and such phenomenal leaders at every single level, not just officers, but senior enlisted guys too, that they prepare these young men and women to make that rapid transition from you're not in high school anymore. These last 13 service members that got killed in Afghanistan, which was, was a tragedy that I think was somewhat preventable. They weren't kids. They, they were young. They were young adults, but they all were doing what they loved to do. And that's something that I never forgot as I was out on the battlefield day in and day out with, with, with the men of Echo Company. And you say they love to do. Do you feel partly because, you know, we're talking about the Marines right now and, you know, grunt as you put it, um, you're bred for that? It's a culture that's, that's, that's bred in you? I think that... Because you go from, let's just say I joined Effort High School, right? You go from, I'm in high school, I'm 
maybe I shot a weapon, maybe my dad took me on the range or I went hunting, but you're not practicing tactics. I mean, and you go from that to now it is my job to go kill the enemy. Yeah. Does that have, when you, so when you say they're born for it, is it partly because they're I, I wouldn't raised? Say, I don't say they're born for it, but I think that the, the men and women that serve in the military or in law enforcement or they become first responders, there's something in those people that makes them protectors. There's something in their backgrounds, and most come from some sort of, most come from some sort of troubled home. And I don't, I don't have a PhD in my wallet. I've never done a thesis on this, but I, they, they're almost looking for some sort of stability. Connection and, to something, and, and, maybe? And a connection and discipline huh. and a re- regiment that they almost won't ask for, but they get. And I think the military especially is very lucky to, to draw those people in. I don't know how it is. Maybe it's some secret laboratory in the recruiting uh, you know, commands that they, they've figured this out. But what's interesting, too, is I, I'm, I'm, I'm writing another book right now, and I'm, I'm doing some interviews. And I, one, of the, one of the characters, this real-life character in the book, he goes into this in-depth interview. He says, man, I never wanted to fly an attack helicopter in the Marine Corps. I never even wanted to join the Marine Corps. And he goes through and tells me his family background. It's a very nuclear family, mom and dad and sister and brother. And I asked him what he wanted to do. He says, well, I I really wanted to be a veterinarian. (laughs) And right there, I thought, although it didn't apply to humans, you still had something in you that you wanted to help others. Mm. And I think that that, despite whatever your, your, your ethos is in the Marine Corps, the Army or the Navy, it's honor, courage, commitment. It's also helping those that can't help themselves. I think that that's really at the core of what people who at age 18 raise their hand and say, I'm willing to put my life on the line to take care of those that can't take care of themselves. I mean, who does that? I think it's a very rare segment of the American population. 